What's up, Fathom fam? We're so glad you're here. Just want to give a quick reminder about our Church Center app where you can stay up to date on all of our messages, events, and groups. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook. And while you're there, make sure to also request to join our Fathom Family Facebook group where we post daily encouragement and reminders about upcoming events so you won't miss a thing. We hope to see you there, but for now, we're going to jump right into the message. What is up? What a beautiful post-Easter crowd. Come on, let's show uh, the Lord some praise today. Come on, He's worthy of it. Uh, we're so thankful to see everyone in the room and all of our Fathom family uh, online. I'm grateful that we get to, to do this thing together. I wouldn't want to do this life with anybody else except for you guys. And I'm thankful uh, for what God's doing. It's been such a fun season. Hey, if you are here uh, and you're new, make sure uh, you connect out at our next steps table. We have a gift for you uh, today. We also, uh, if hey, if you maybe your next step is baptism, make sure you text Fathom to 97,000. And take that next step. Next week, right after service, we're going to be celebrating baptism. And that is just one of our favorite days. It's just amazing to be able to celebrate with folks. So we've got some folks signed up, and maybe that's your next step. Uh, maybe you've been putting that off, and, and you've never uh, been baptized. Um, and, and Jesus invited us to do it because he, so much so that he, he did it himself. I don't think Jesus actually needed to be baptized other than the fact to show us and uh, to do everything that he had called us to do. He wasn't holding anything back. And so take that next step if that's uh, you today. I'm excited here post-Easter to be diving into a new series called The Overflow. Uh, Years ago, we moved into our house and we didn't have a pantry. And so they gave us a little bit of money to kind of deal with that problem. And so uh, we went out and bought this old 1950s heavy, heavy, heavy wood cabinet. Do you have one of those? Like it's like real wood. It's not like the Ikea wood and it's like really heavy. That was one of these 1950. We kind of threw a little TLC on it and we, we shabby chic that thing up and let it fit in there. Um, don't act like you've never done that on a dresser. That was old 1950 something. And so we, we cleaned it up a little bit and uh, uh, we used it for a while. And as we were kind of using it, it's got two drawers on the bottom and, and, and two like glass uh, doors up top, kind of like an armoire type thing. We were making work as our pantry and the drawers were so heavy our kids could not open them the, the they really needed the drawer sliders to be replaced and so uh, eventually I'm like okay we got to do this project so the kids can open and get their own cereal in the morning and I don't have to get it for them can I get an amen from any parents it's always a good when they just take that step and like they can uh, you know do, do the things that we get tired of doing and so uh, anyway so one afternoon I'm, I'm, I get the drawer slides and I'm working on it and, and my kids are awesome uh, Camden was like hey daddy can I help can I do anything and usually you know I'm just focused on the problem I'm like no buddy there's nothing you can do or anything and so I kind of kind of brushed it off uh, and he said daddy let me help like what can I do and I'm like okay I'm looking around I'm like what can you do this drawer is heavy you clearly can't hold a drawer, um, keep up with the screws. There's lots of screws where you keep up with the screws. So he, he did a great job keeping up with all the screws. That's a necessary thing on a project. And, uh, and then Taryn keeps asking me, like, hey, is there anything I can do? I'm like, no, no, I just keep pushing her off. And I'm trying to, to do this thing. And, and eventually I get the, the drawer slides on and I'm trying to, to slide it. But the thing, when you ever try to do this with drawer slides and like you, you can't, especially if it's big, you can't see both sides of the drawer. You know what I'm talking about? So it's massively heavy and I'm trying to work with it. She keeps asking me if she can help and I keep saying no. Why, do, why am I doing that? One, because I'm stubborn, right? And, and I know what you're thinking. I'm nothing like that. <laughs> And I know you're thinking, like, I would never do that. I would immediately just say, yes, you can help me. I would love some help. But no, most of us, we don't do that. You're just like me. And we're like, no, I don't need help. I don't need help. 
Well, I struggled with it for another 10 minutes and, you know, getting ready to, to, to just like throw it out the door. And um, I literally, I just said, babe, can you please come help me? <laughs> right. And just the, this swallow the pride moment. I literally, I can't do this on my own. And she comes over and I get this side. She gets that side. And just like, boop, and it just goes in. It's like magical how that works. And I, I say that, you know, jokingly, because I think we've all been in that place where uh, probably right now in more than one area in your life, you'll probably admit, I'm actually being stubborn and I really need some help. I, I need some help figuring out this faith thing. And I've never asked anybody. I, I'm, I'm having trouble understanding the scripture and I've never asked anybody. I'm going through depression, but I haven't told anybody. I haven't spoken it. I'm, I'm, I'm hey, like my finances, I, I'm so deep in debt, but I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm, I'm, I'm being prideful and I'm not asking anybody for help and I really need it. Um, I know you've never done any of that. No, I'm, I'm guessing right now in probably more than one area, you need help. And there's lots of people who can help you. There's counselors, uh, there's advisors, there's, there's uh, leaders and, and spiritual leaders. And, and I'm not, this message is not to discount any of them, but it's to turn our attention to the helper that God has sent us in the Holy Spirit. That, that God has sent us. Jesus said it's good that he goes away. His disciples are like, do what? So we're going to turn to a text here in just a minute. And over the course of the next few weeks, Again, it's just going to be a three-week series, but we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and, and, and the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Because I think for so many of us, uh, we've heard about the Father, God the Father. We've heard about the Son, but this, this Holy Spirit, one author, one pastor called the Holy Spirit the forgotten God. Not taught in our churches, uh, not incorporated into our daily lives like Jesus intended. If you look through all the scriptures, Jesus is pointing us to our desperate need for the Holy Spirit. And many Christians are doing life without the Holy Spirit, without the presence and power of the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth, to comfort us, and to empower us in the ministry that he's called us to live out for his kingdom and his namesake. And so we're going to be teaching on this. And, and I know many of you, as we start getting into this, you're going to have all kinds of questions about the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you'll begin to read the scriptures and understand what the scriptures teach on this. But we're going to be talking through this. And today there's so many places we could go. Um, but I want to start in John chapter 15. And then we're going to hit rewind, go all the way to Genesis 1. And then kind of work our way back to the text, okay? So let's read together. Uh, John chapter 16, uh, verses 5 through 15. Uh, but now I am going to him who sent me. This is Jesus talking in John chapter 16. I'm going to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I've said these things um, to you, your sorrow uh, has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is uh, to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the helper... Everybody say the helper. The helper will not come to you. But um, if I go, I will send him to you. But when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin because they don't believe in me. Concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you won't see me any longer. Jesus is like, I'm the picture of righteousness. And because you're not going to see me any longer, you're going to need the Holy Spirit to guide you into that and to conform you into that. Because you don't have this perfect example living on the earth anymore. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of uh, this world is judged. Speaking of Satan. 
I, I still have many things to say to you. This is important, but you cannot bear them now. Jesus is telling his disciples, hey, I'd love to hang around. You can't handle the truth. Like you can't handle all of it right now. Like literally for your whole life and for all of eternity, you're going to need more than what I can give you in this moment. And so I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And he says, verse 13, but when the spirit of truth, I love this definer. We're going to unpack this in just a few moments. When the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into all the truth. For he'll not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. And he will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And verse 15, uh, all that the Father has is mine. And therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. There's many questions that come up regarding the Holy Spirit in the scriptures. Um, we see the Holy Spirit refine, uh, defined uh, or the term terminology change. Uh, some people call it Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, same thing. Uh, sometimes this gets translated, the Greek word parakletos uh, gets uh, translated to comforter, sometimes helper, sometimes advocate. Um, but the literal definition for what this idea is, is it's one who is called to one side. It's one who comes to your side, that comes to your aid, that, that becomes an advocate for you. Um, I was talking with one of our volunteers before service, and they're going through the, the foster care a process. Some of you might have been raised in foster care, or, or you're a foster parent right now, or, or, or you're working to become a foster parent. But, but there's this, this uh, one role that they have within the, the foster community that's an, a child advocate, someone who, who steps in between kind of the state uh, and, and speaks on behalf of a child who doesn't have a voice for themselves or knowledge about what's best for them. And this is indeed what the Holy Spirit is an advocate, one who stands between, who's called to one side, to defend and to speak for us and to, to come alongside and help us grow. And so to understand the, the Holy Spirit, we're not going to be able to completely comprehend all the Holy Spirit is in, in just a one message or a three-part message. It's going to be a journey of our life to understand the purpose and the nature of the Holy Spirit. But let me define a couple of things as we just begin to unpack this and just set the groundwork for who we're talking about here. One, we're talking about a who, we're not an it. The Holy Spirit is not a vibe. The Holy Spirit is not like good emojis, like it's headed your way. The Holy Spirit is uh, one of the three persons of the Godhead. Uh, I'm not going to be able to unpack the Trinity fully today, but, but the Holy Spirit is fully God just as much as Jesus is fully God, just as much as the Father is fully God. Now, the reason we even call this uh, series The Overflow is because it's believed that, that it's by some theologians that, that really the Holy Spirit just emanates out of the love between the Father and the Son. That, 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 that the Holy Spirit is just this emanating love between the Father and Son that could not just be held in, within themselves, but it was just overflowing in to uh, the world. And regardless of whether you, you uh, buy into that kind of uh, understanding of the Holy Spirit, what we know is that the Holy Spirit is living inside of us as believers, as sons and daughters of God. And it's, the Holy Spirit is working in and through us. So the Holy Spirit's fully God. He's eternally existent. We see in Genesis chapter 1 that the Spirit of God, the Ruach of God, the breath of God was hovering out over the dark and formless void of pre-creation. Think about that. Just the Spirit has always been. It's not 
It's not just a new thing. And throughout the Old Testament, uh, we see that the Holy Spirit's activity in rather limited pictures that we get of the Spirit's activity. We see him working out uh, behind the scenes, but never in such a bold way as Joel began to prophesy that in the last days, Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29, in the last days, I'll pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Um, and, and your sons and daughters will prophesy, and, and your young men will dream dreams, and your old, or your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will dream, uh, see visions. Uh, that this idea that, that there, there was something coming, that the, the Spirit of God would be poured out upon all flesh, and we see that begin to be fulfilled in Acts chapter 2. If you want a little more on Acts chapter 2, you can go back to my Pentecost Sunday message uh, last year uh, on all the places you can catch up on that. But I want to talk about the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our life because we see this just unfolding, His presence in our life and that, that the Holy Spirit's inside of us. But the first purpose that we see in this scripture, in this text that we're looking at, is the Holy Spirit is given to guide us into all truth. I don't know if we sat across the table and we began to unpack what you believe and know about the Holy Spirit. Uh, this often gets, gets forgotten about. Like The Holy Spirit's the one that um, kind of makes me kind of get, get chills, as I kind of joked about earlier. The whole, we're not totally sure of the function and the purpose of the Holy Spirit, but the, uh, one of the first purposes that I believe is, is to guide us into all truth. In, in the text, it, it's actually called uh, the Spirit of Truth, or he's called the Spirit of Truth. Uh, this qualifier. And I want to talk about that for for just a a moment with you. Um, I I don't know about you, but I'm the guy who Googles everything. Anybody, like, you Google everything? We just don't sit in the mystery. Go go just, let's identify ourselves. Um, And I just want to, okay, a lot more of you than what we're, uh, that's me. Um, I'm that person, and I just know this about myself, that I annoy my wife a ton with this. And maybe you're not uh, self-aware, maybe you are, but you probably annoy people. Let me just Google it, you know? Uh, we annoy people when we do that. I know I do. Um, and it was amazing. I just popped in a search this week on, I forget even what it was, and over 9 billion results popped up in like half a second. Like it was like nine and a half billion <laughs> results for one little thing. In half of a second, like 0.6 seconds. Like that's so insane just to even think about. Uh, First Corinthians uh, chapter 2 verses 9 and through 12 tells us uh, that the Spirit of God uh, is searching all things. Look at this text. But as it is written, no eye has seen and nor ear heard nor the heart of, of man imagined for what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through... The Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, not nine billion things. Because even think about that with the Google results. It's all based off of what a human has put into there. And then it's just kind of reading and bringing up natural and human responses. But what do you and I do when we're dealing with anything? We have any question we don't know, whether it's something in our financial life or uh, what we go immediately searching for a podcast that speaks on this. And we go to search in all the places, and yet God has sent us, Jesus has given us the Holy Spirit who searches everything, not nine billion results, everything, even the depths of God. And here's why I told you that story in the beginning, and we're going to begin to to transition and get, get deeper into this, because I can only see one side of the picture. I can only see one side of guidance to get the drawer where it needs to be so that it'll perform smoothly. But my wife, when I asked for help, 
She sees the other, she saw the other side. And we need to be able to, to cry out as much as we're searching something on Google, all the more we ought to search and say, God, Spirit, you know. Holy Spirit, would you guide me? Holy Spirit, would you help me? When's the last time you just said specifically, Holy Spirit, guide me? I think oftentimes we, we wonder, like, how, how are we supposed to pray? Am I supposed to pray to the Father? Am I supposed to pray to the Son? Am I supposed to pray to the Spirit? Jesus taught us how to pray, and he said, our Father. So he taught us to, to recognize God as, as Father. Oftentimes you'll hear us close a prayer with, in Jesus' name, because it's by the name of Jesus and the life and death of Jesus that we can boldly approach the throne, as Hebrews tells us. So it's, it's in Jesus' name we pray to the Father, but we also can pray personally with the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, guide me. And I'm pray- it's just like saying God in the general, but I'm being more specific. Holy Spirit, I need you to guide me in the scripture. I need you to guide me and help me know, am I walking in sin here? Is this sin in my life convicting me of that? And God, help guide me into this situation that I, I really don't know how to handle. So first, it's the Holy Spirit. It's the spirit of truth. Secondly, God is working. We are sanctified by the Spirit. We, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about sanctification. Um, and we, we talked about Hebrews chapter 10, and there's an already and not yet part of our sanctification. For those of you that are unfamiliar with that word, sanctification is just the ongoing work of salvation, right? But we say yes to Jesus. We believe that we are, are made right uh, but to, with God. But then we wake up the next morning and realize our life is still a mess. Uh, that the, and, and our our ongoing salvation process is not fixing all the parts of our life. It's actually God restoring and, and rebuilding and, and rewriting the story from within. And the gospel begins to be written on our hearts. And then that flows out as we're talking about. But the, but the scriptures tell us that it's the spirit who is sanctifying. We are sanctified by the spirit. So it's Jesus has given us the spirit. To, to continue to work in our lives, to continue to transform in our, our lives. First Peter says it's the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. And we, we need that because here's the deal, right? The, the Holy Spirit sees the other side. And oftentimes when, we, when we're inviting God into our life, we, we got to be really careful like, hey, God, help me achieve my dreams. But the Holy Spirit sees the other side and it's not about, the Holy Spirit's not trying to get us to our end destination that we think we need to go. The Holy Spirit is trying to get us to the God's ultimate destination that he's trying to get us to go. Eternity and Christ's likeness. We, we, we got to step back and slow down and make sure we comprehend that. The Holy Spirit isn't trying to get us where we want to go. The Holy Spirit's trying to get us where God wants us to go. We, and we need to thank God for that. <laughs> Because I'll take myself down all kinds of rabbit trails if I really step back and really begin to think about the plan I had for my life. If I look back, it looks nothing like I thought it would look. And I thank God so regularly. God, thank you for keeping me from everything I thought I wanted. Thank you, God. Because I, I, it's your Holy Spirit that's it's guiding me through truth. So he's the spirit of truth because he sees the other side. He searches all things, even the depths of God. He sees the other side. He's the spirit of truth. And truth is something that's, it's such, there's such a battle for truth. And the funny thing in our culture is that no one's actually talking about what truth is. 
and really defining it, and I've talked about this a lot because it's just a passion point, and I have to feel like I have to combat it on a regular basis in all of uh, all of the world, which is just this that you can have your truth and I can have my truth and we're all just going to live happily together, just the Oprah theology. And it's just, it's just bad theology. It's bad philosophy. Like there's one truth and it's not mine <laughs> and it's not yours. It's the truth that's revealed in Jesus Christ and through the word of God. And the, and the spirit will never speak something that is against what the word of God says. And so I want to begin to, to unpack here just briefly. I got 10 minutes. I want to unpack just Three ways in which the Holy Spirit begins, uh, not begins, but is guiding us today and how the Holy Spirit is guiding us in our life. He's the Spirit of truth. We're sanctified by the Spirit. So he's leading us to God's ultimate end, not ours. Um, But I want to begin to unpack this first part, uh, which is through Scripture. The Holy Spirit is never going to speak against the Scripture. Some say, well, I just feel like God is leading me to do this. Well, does, is, can it be confirmed and affirmed in God's word? If God is leading you uh, to something that is uh, against the word of God, then you're wrong. <laughs> then you're wrong, right? So that's where we've got to have that foundation. It's going to lead us further into the truth, the spirit of truth. He's not going to speak out of both sides of his mouth. The Holy Spirit's not going to tell you something that's against God's word, okay? And so a lot of us, we've, we've shied away from the word of God, afraid that it's going to call us into uh, a different life. And I'll tell you, it's going to. It's going to call you into a life that's so different than what you have kind of maybe accepted or believed as your truth. But when we begin to understand God's truth, we begin to, to build our house not on sinking sand, but on a solid rock. All other ground is sinking sand. And so we've got to understand uh, uh, John chapter 15 says that the helper, the Holy Spirit, will teach you all things. He'll teach you all things. Go ahead and flip to that verse there, Sarah. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. See, the Holy Spirit was on, uh, on, is on both sides of the equation. The Holy Spirit is working to help the authors pin this down, that they would not forget anything, any detail of the gospel accounts. Um, as the, as the, uh, the letter writers of, of Peter and Paul were, were writing the letters, God was bringing to the remembrance what he wanted to speak. And so this is just like the breath of God that spoke out over the, the formless void. This is just as if God is saying it to yourself. They're saying it directly to you. It's as if God is saying it. Now, is there context? Is there all those things that we have to take into account? 100%. We can talk about those different time, or you can go back and check out our YouTube series on how to read the Bible. It's a four-week, 30-minute apiece teaching on that. So that's another opportunity there. But we've got to begin to, to pray as we read the Word of God. And even as you hear a sermon, you, you pray, Holy Spirit, help me. Guide me in the truth. Guide me into your truth, God. Help me understand what's being said. Not just generally said, but what are you saying to me? The Holy Spirit is working on this side of the equation too. And, and some of us, uh, maybe you're new and, and it's just like, I'm hearing a good message and, and, and it's nice and I feel better. I feel worse about my life when I leave. <laughs> Been in the situation. Um, or other times, like we get real used to this preaching thing and we, and we stop asking, Holy Spirit, like guide me into the truth. Because I'm, I'm just a man, I'm just a vessel. Anybody gets on the stage, just a vessel. But we pray, Holy Spirit, will you guide me? Will you teach me? Will you let me hear what you want to say for my life? Guide me into the truth that I need um, so desperately. 
So, so we need to learn to pray that more and more. Holy Spirit, help me, guide me, teach me. Uh, the second way that the Holy Spirit is working in our life, right now in our life, he's convicting us of sin. Convicting us of sin. We go back to the text and we see that. Verse 8 says, when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin. And Jesus was outright preaching it, and it's the, 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 the preacher's role to also uh, present that. But anything that you feel, anytime you're, you're listening to a sermon, or you're, you're uh, you know, doing something that you know you shouldn't be doing, that you know is wrong, that's sin, according to Scripture, not according to us, right? Because I, I think we get really comfortable with our sin. We get really comfortable with it. It becomes a nice little friend for us. And at, at some point, oftentimes, we actually get to a place in which we don't feel convicted about it anymore. I actually don't feel bad. I actually don't feel conviction anymore. And we see this throughout the scriptures that God eventually, and we see this as parents too. Like, well, like we'll just like, hey, you're going to ignore me a hundred times on this same thing. You're just going to have to deal with the consequences. And you're going to have to find out for yourself. So sometimes we keep pressing on something and God just holds back on that conviction. And we just keep saying no. We keep saying no. We keep saying no. I'm not going to pay attention to that conviction but we need to learn to love that conviction because God's leading us into truth. The, the, the scriptures are so clear that God is not here. He's not trying to bring condemnation to us. He's not trying to bring condemnation. I mean, Romans chapter 8, verse 1 says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But, but for those of us who, who aren't in Christ, those of us that don't have a relationship with God, we're going to feel that conviction. We're going we're to even feel condemned because there is a condemnation. There is a judgment that awaits us if we're not in Christ. Well, we're, there's still judgment, but it's going to be different because it's going to be in Christ. Different sermon, different day. But he'll convict, he'll convict us of sin, and we actually need that. It's that, that feeling in our spirit. And, and for many people, most of the time in our life, we call that our conscience. I have a tough time pronouncing that word. I don't know about anybody else. I'm not going to pronounce it again. Um, yeah, you start thinking about it. It's like one of those words and like you just get caught up on it. But it's, it's different. It's convicting us of our sin. We're like, I, I know this is wrong. And we actually do feel guilt over it. We, we actually feel guilt. And then eventually, like we just shove that aside and eventually God's like, okay, you're going to find out for yourself. And so we need to learn to respond to that conviction. We're like, okay, God says this is wrong. And some of us, we actually need to pray God, will you, will you soften my spirit again towards this? I, I know I'm hardened in this area. I know I'm outside of your will. I know I'm walking in sin. But God, I, 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 need, I need you to, to, to soften my heart because I've become hard towards the truth. And so we need the conviction of God in our life to lead us away from sin because sin leads to death. Period. And so as Christians, we can't be comfortable with sin in, in, in our own lives. I think oftentimes we're easy when we're listening to a message or something, and we're like, I hope so-and-so's here in this, right? Because so often, and this is why Jesus just constantly was just getting on the Pharisees, was getting on his disciples, like, you're so caught up in everybody else's stuff that you're missing just the, the big old plank that's in your own eye. And that's why when we're listening to a message, when you say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me understand what you're guiding me into in truth. God, convict me of sin. And so right now, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, the Holy Spirit knows, and, he, and, and we're going to later talk about how he wants to empower you in ministry and, and to walk in, in freedom. Um, so let's move on. And, and the, the final part of this that, that I would say that I want to get to you today when it comes to guiding into all truth, 
which is not only through Scripture and through the conviction of sin uh, in our lives uh, and in the lives of the world, but also through our situations. Through situations in our life that we're like, hey, I, I, I don't know what to do here. I, I don't know how to handle this situation. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to be handling this. Because Jesus said, hey, there's a lot more I need to unpack for you, but you can't even bear it all right now. And I think we come into t- times and things on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, and we, we need to learn to, to reach Holy Spirit. Reach out and say, Holy Spirit, I need your help because I know you see the other side of this thing. I need your help guiding guiding me into all truth so that I don't make a mistake, so that I'm guided into to what you want for my life. I, I love uh, Galatians chapter 5 and the way Paul talks um, uh, about keeping in step with the Spirit. He, he says, but I say walk by the Spirit. God, it's not, he's not just out there, but he's, he, he's, he's in here. And he's living in us and inside of us. And, and we have this flesh side that wants to do what we want. And that's what Galatians chapter 5 says, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. Like just doing what I want to do. It's against the ways of the Spirit. All, all those things. Um, but if you're led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. That means walking in the freedom that God's called. I'm not doing, I'm not doing it just to obey a bunch of rules. I'm, I'm doing it because the Spirit of God is inside of me and leading me into all truth. Uh, he goes on to make this long list of the works of the flesh, of sexual immorality and, and, and impurity and, uh, and idolatry and sorcery. He goes on this long list in, at the end of, of Galatians chapter 5. Then he says this, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. I, I love that idea of keeping in step with the Spirit because one, it's always going to be in line with God's Word. It's always going to be leading us away from our flesh and our sinful desires. And then I believe it comes down to momentary things. I think we can interpret this scripture to also mean and help us understand, hey, this situation, I don't know how to handle this. I had a family member call us yesterday and said, hey, this conversation just happened and we just got to process this. And I'm, I'm grateful they reached out, but I wonder that next time that you've got a situation that you don't know how to handle, I don't, I don't want to just jump to Google. I don't want to just jump to my friends. I, I want to jump to the Spirit and say, God, would you help me keep in step? Because you have a perfect timing. You've got a perfect way that you know that it, it is uh, going to be the way that honors you and brings glory to your name. So God, I need you to guide me in this situation. I'm guessing every single one of us in some area of our life right now, we need help. We genuinely need help, probably in more than one area. And there's lots of ways we can find that help. And the whole purpose of this message is to know that, that the Holy Spirit is given to us, that we need the Holy Spirit, that we, we, we can't honor God without the Holy Spirit. We, we can't become more like Christ without the Holy Spirit. We, we can't see the other side. So before we jump to all the hundred different other opportunities where we can find some help, may we always just remember that God has given us the Holy Spirit. And he's our helper. He's called to our side. And you can cry out at any moment, in any night, in any time. Next week, we're going to talk about the comfort of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter what you're going through, then call upon the Holy Spirit. Following, we're going to talk about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and how he's given us gifts to, to, fulfill, the create, to, to fulfill the mission mandate of God. 
to point all people back to him. But we got to get this one. We can't afford to miss this, and so often we do. Holy Spirit, we need you today. We need you today more than ever. Will you stand with me all across this room? I'm going to close this in prayer. And before we start singing, I, I just want to give you some room to pray. I just want to give you some room to pray in this moment. I want you to give you some room before we start singing a song and, and jump into a corporate tune for us to just pray and say, Holy Spirit, I need you. And I want you to begin to identify, God, help me. This, this is where I need you. Father, I, I need to be guided into truth. I, I need to know uh, what to do. God, I need you to convict me of the sins that I've kind of pushed away. And I, I need that, Father, because I only see one part of this. And I'm crying out today, God, in this midst of this situation, God, I need, I need your guidance in this situation. Will you help me? Will you just pray, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, guide me. Holy Spirit, lead me into all truth that I might not sin against you. God, lead me, search me, lead me in the way everlasting, Psalm 139 says. Father, right now in this place, you see us and you know us and you, and you love us still. <laughs> you see us, God, how we've rejected your spirit at times. God, help us to no longer live in that. God, would you search us deeply today? as we cry out for help from you, God. And would you lead us not to what we see to be the end, but the end that you know, the life that you've called us into, because that's where hope everlasting, that's where life everlasting is found. It's not found in my truth. It's in you and we need your Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. Come on, let's just pray for a few minutes. Would you just pray, Holy Spirit, help me, guide me. Go ahead and just speak it out, out loud or in your heart. Just say, God, I need you in this area of my life right now. You don't know what to pray, just pray help. Holy Spirit, help. All across this place, Father, our hearts are just opening to you for you to lead us, to guide us, to help us, God, that we may not do it in our flesh, we may not do it in our strength any longer, but we may live by your spirit, we may keep in step with your spirit, we may walk in your truth. God, and that, that, that through that, that's where we find victory, not in our own strength, but by your spirit. There's going to be prayer partners. I'm going to be up here praying. Jackie's going to be over here praying. We'd love to pray with you. If there's anything, hey, I, we're, we're crying out for help from the Lord, but we're also, we can we can cry out for help. I need you to pray with me. I need somebody to join me in prayer. We're going to circle this in prayer. So we'd love to pray with you as this band leads us. Come on, let's worship and cry out. Thanks for listening in today. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus, we want to celebrate with you. To connect with us about what your next step with Jesus might be, or even if you need help figuring that out, you can text the keyword FATHOM to 97000 anytime and follow the prompts. You can also go ahead and type in the search bar of your podcast app, 
Fathom Beyond Sunday. And there you'll find our new podcast. You'll be able to listen in on some really great conversations, just taking the truth of God's word from our Sunday sermon a step further, talking about how we can apply these truths to our everyday lives between Monday and Saturday, not just on Sunday. We love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.